Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished. A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite actors from film and television, music, comedy, and more, and pretty much wherever pop culture hangs out. And today, this is going to be the first of several interviews that we have. Um, there is a brand new film, and I think there's a couple more of these, if I understand correctly, uh, that just came out on Lifetime Television. Harry and Meghan escaping the palace, which is fun. I have so many questions, but we are chatting with the amazing Sydney Morton, who is in this and plays the iconic Meghan Markle. Sydney, welcome into the show. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, we have a lot to talk about, and I've seen this a couple times. I find anything that Lifetime does just highly fascinating all around. <laughs> Yeah. But to take on a project that literally the events have happened essentially in real time over the last year is just even more fascinating because when I watch this and the others, it's like I'm watching archived news footage because it's it's so realistic. So let's talk about this and your character. Obviously, you play Megan and sort of how this all came about for you. Uh, and, and how you took on the project? Well, you know, honestly, uh, it, it, it all happened very fast. Uh, the Oprah interview aired, the real Oprah interview, not the one from our movie. And um, within a couple weeks, they had announced that they were going to make this third movie. Um, <laughs> yes. And, you know, moving fast and, uh, and and wanting to to bring this amazing historical story, you know, historic story to life um, in real time. So 
the announcement was made. I had an audition about a week after. And within like three weeks, I knew I was going to be playing this role. <laughs> and um, it, and then about three weeks after that, I was in Vancouver. So, um, wow. so it, it happened very fast. Uh, but we did have like two weeks of quarantine before we started shooting where I could just like really immerse myself in all things Megan and Royal family and, and get really uh, comfortable with playing such an iconic person. That is very fascinating. I mean, yes, there was the interview. And then like a couple weeks later, hey, we're doing this. And that's kind of how Lifetime works for a lot of their projects. I mean, other than they're like, you know, I set the bed on fire type of shows, you know, where people are <laughs> are getting killed. You know, that did happen maybe if several years ago. I actually interviewed somebody from that. There was a show about that. I'm, I joke, but really... But then, like, they kind of just rip from the headlines and, and you're filming. So, obviously, like you said, this was, like, pretty instantaneous. It had to have been because, I mean, this wasn't not that long ago. Now, you've been a part of a lot of projects, but to play somebody like Megan, which you strikingly look just like her, which is even more bizarre for this conversation, um... <laughs> How do you take on a character like that, especially one that obviously is still living, but still super relevant, you know, and at one point was in the business of, of acting uh, before she got involved with the family? Yeah, there are a lot of layers there. I mean, I mean, even if she were just an actor, you know, it, it's like you do want to, you know, do justice to their story. I, I yeah. hope that people watch it. She you know, appreciate the performance. Um, but yeah, this is an important story. This is a story that um, has brought about some really important conversations and people feel very emotional about it. And it's happening right now. You know, I, I played a real historic character, but they lived in 1910, you know, so I didn't have to worry about um, upsetting that person or, um, you know, not uh, not playing it realistically enough for people because nobody knew what that character was like. I got to just kind of look at some photos and some writings of that character and build whatever. And as long as it seemed honest, it was fine. Um, but there's a lot of footage of Megan. There's footage of her acting. There's footage of her in her real life. There's photos <laughs> everywhere. So there's this pressure to... Um, yeah, like make everyone feel like they're watching Megan and also be respectful of their story and these traumatic events and not exploitative of, of their story, you know? So it was it was a lot <laughs> to take on. Yeah, I, I can imagine the pressure must be intense, especially as an actor when, you know, this, again, we've said this already, but when it's happening, like in real time, like this was not that long ago that this event happened. And I feel like you guys did a fair and impartial job of presenting the story. But at the end of the day, when you're in the spotlight like that, I mean, it's almost probably assumed that somebody is going to do something with it because people are just fascinated with them as individuals, but also want to see the whole picture, if that makes any sense, like we get what the media tells us and what we saw and what the headlines have to say, but to see it played out on the big screen, 
so to speak, and watch you and, and your co-star, uh, which he's coming on the show Friday. It's just fascinating to me, and, and hopefully they do get a chance to watch it. I mean, I'm sure, um, who knows? I mean, I don't know if they watch television. I mean, I imagine because she was an actor for a very long time, it's quite possible, but you just that's the thing about being an artist, I think, and please let me know your thoughts. When you're doing something like this, you just have to leave it all on the table, right, and just go for it and do your best as a performer, and then it's out there permanently for the world to consume, basically. Yeah. I mean, I know they do watch TV because I know that Harry watched Fresh Prince. Um, (laughs) I know that much. So at some point in their lives, they they have watched TV and and hopefully if they saw this, they would feel that we did it in a respectful way. I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. At a certain point, you just have to say, all right, we're making this thing. Let's try and be honest. Let's be respectful. Let's ground these characters in reality. Um, You know, it's so important to not pass judgment on their decisions and say like, what would I, Sydney, do? It's, It's much more important to... Um, to get into their mindset and understand that these were difficult decisions to make. They wouldn't have made them in any cavalier way. And, um, and so respect that, that they did what was best for their family. Uh, And everybody was on the same page, thankfully, like our writer, um, our producers, our director, Jordan, all the other actors, um, we were all on the same page that we, we weren't trying to make this some, tabloid yeah um salacious thing we all wanted to respect every person involved and so that gave us a lot more freedom to like you said just put it all out there you know and and just immerse ourselves in it yeah definitely does not seem like a fluff project you know where you're just like you know hey because there have been some like that i mean honestly but this is like a true honest telling of the family and the decisions, like you said, that they made, that they felt like they had to make. And again, at the end of the day, we we see what's on television and in the headlines, but we don't necessarily get to be a part of like what happens behind the scenes and the conversations that lead up to the things that happened, right? And But then I think that's why we like watching shows like this, because then we do kind of get to see a portrayed version of what that all may have been like for them as i mentioned we have your co-star your scene partner jordan dean coming on the show who plays harry your your co-star in this what was it like working with him because he's done a lot of great projects as well and when you guys were working on this and doing scenes what was your processes to sort of get into these characters and really just make them seem what i feel is very realistic, extremely realistic, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Um, well, we were really fortunate um, that we were cast together because we already knew each other. We'd already worked together um, in American Psycho on Broadway in 2016. And we both come from a background in theater. So our process is very similar. Our training is very similar. Um we speak this, I said we speak the same language. We both speak theater nerds. So it's, uh, it, it made it very easy for us to have chemistry and have a rapport, which is so important. We really wanted to emphasize that this is a couple that loves each other, you know, and, um, and their decisions are motivated by that love for each other and for their son. Um, 
So it was wonderful. Like when we found out that we were cast together, we like immediately got on the phone and we're like, oh, thank God, because we, we had to quarantine before we started and just show up the day after we were done and, and have chemistry. So thank God we had that comfort. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that we really just were going for honesty, both of us. We were not going for um, an impersonation. You know, we weren't trying to impress everyone with, you know, like every movement being exactly like it was from sure. an interview or something, but really getting their essence um, and uh, and just grounding it in reality. You know, it would be so easy to make this really over the top because it's such an, a fairy tale of a situation, a dark fairy tale at times, but, um, but we really wanted to make it more of a family drama. We were, we were both really, um, adamant about making it a family drama and not a tabloid drama. And so it was great. We were, we were able to really, uh, support one another in that. Yeah, that's great. And it could be very easy to do that, especially with the subject matter, but it's amazing, it's fantastic, and it's available on the Lifetime Network to stream for people to watch. I want to switch gears. We talked about this before we started recording, but you just mentioned that you've been on Broadway. You're a singer and a performer, which is where my familiarity for you came from. And so when I saw you on this, I was like, oh, that's great that she's doing both, which I think you probably always have, but you know, sometimes it takes a minute for <laughs> us to put things together. Now... You did theater. Was that first before film and television or did they both kind of coincide together? So theater was first for you, your your first love, so to speak, of performing. Yeah, I actually started when I was four in classical ballet and um, really was on that track for my childhood. I thought I was going to be a professional dancer, which sounds so absurd to be like, I was making those decisions of what I was going to do for a living at that age. But in ballet, it, it does start that young. Um, and then I had some injuries uh, in my early teens and I kind of switched focus toward um, theater. And I ended up majoring in musical theater um, and honing my singing and acting skills along with my dance skills. And, and that led me to Broadway. So I moved to New York out of school and um, I was in four Broadway shows and a few tours and, um, and I, but I've always been fascinated with film and TV and it's such a different animal. And so I, I started doing like very like student films, you know, I would do anything. I would, I just to be in a different world and see what storytelling was like on camera. And gradually, you know, I started booking more and, uh, I would say that, you know, I, I try to maintain both careers at the same time, but um, they're both full-time jobs. You know, I don't want to act like you can just <laughs> jump from one to the other so quickly and easily. But yeah, the last few years have been um, a little bit more focused on camera. Yeah, they are two different skill sets. And I, I we've talked about this with other people before, because when people think acting, they think, oh, acting, theater acting, film, and television, and it's it couldn't be any more different, uh, the two, because, I mean, although you possess clearly both skill sets as a performer, like, it's it's not like you, could, you couldn't just jump. I mean, some people probably have, but to go from one to the other would be very taxing, I would imagine, 
like, you know, eight shows a week and then run off and film a television show for a weekend and then come back and then continue uh, your Broadway run because it's, I mean, first of all, you know, on stage, that's it. It's live. It's happening. There's no stop. There's no cut. There's no retake. It just, it is what it is. And the audience gets that experience of what you do that night on the stage versus this, like your current project, you know, where you have time to film kind of, it sounds like, I mean, you moved along quite quickly on that too. So I think it's great. And uh, it's fantastic that Broadway is coming back again. Finally shows are coming back. Um, Now that you have gotten a taste of both worlds, do you ever have any intentions or plans to go back to acting on Broadway or theater or you kind of want to just focus more on the film and television part of your career? Uh, not kind of a tough question, but I'm just very curious because you really do as a performer have a lot of options in front of you to what you could potentially do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, yeah, theater is my home, you know, and uh, my husband is a Broadway actor. So many of our friends, if they aren't still doing that, that's where we met them. Um, and, you know, I, it, every time I get the opportunity to go back to theater, it, it's like, it's like coming home. So absolutely. You know, I think really the only thing that gets in the way of doing them both at the same time is, is time. You know, it's like if I could do eight shows a week and then on my day off, go film a TV show. Absolutely. But <laughs> yeah. for the most part, it's like, you know, you're having to spend three months in Vancouver, like we did, you know, um, and uh, so you're just not always available to do both, but absolutely. I, I loved theater. And I think it's because of that in the moment you're telling the whole story and you're having this experience with the audience. It's every time I do it, it's like um, I'm training again, you know, I get it a hundred percent. One last question here, Sydney, when you're not, performing on television or theater or whatever the case might be what do you do to keep in that creative space like what do you do to keep the creative juices flowing because I know as a creative that I've talked to people they're always doing something like something has to keep them motivated what what would that be for you you know if you had asked me before the pandemic I would have said oh I have to write and I have to create and I have to produce and I have to do all of these things and I've actually, this, this past year and a half has taught me to rest and to live more than anything. I mean, what I do for a living is try to portray real people. And you can't do that if you're always in your work, even if it's creative work, which is so enjoyable so much of the time, right? But it's so important for us to rest, to let... Um, inspiration come to us uh to not exhaust ourselves so that we do have the energy to be vulnerable and 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 connect to our characters and everything so i i've really been enjoying the city i I live in new york i love new york i i like to wander uh i'll walk for hours and see shows now that theater is open and um eat good food and and experience as much life as I can. Um, and then when inspiration does strike, then maybe I pick up, you know, my pen and start writing. 
Yeah, and of course, I see the keyboard in the background, so obviously there's probably a little bit of that going on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, making the neighbors happy, I'm sure. I, I, think, I have headphones. I have headphones. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, fantastic. I was just talking to another actor yesterday who lives in a, an apartment similar to yours in New York, and we are talking about the many saints of Newark coming out next month, and I could hear the outside sounds of New York happening, and I'm like, man, I miss that you know, cabs honking and things like that. So it makes for an entirely great experience. We are talking with Sydney Morton and the project that we are chatting about is Escaping the Palace. Harry and Meghan Escaping the Palace now available uh, on Lifetime Network streaming. I had a brain freeze there for a second. And uh, be sure to check it out. And we'll put a link to that in our show notes. It's fantastic. And also, thank you to our listeners for pressing play, being a part of today's episode, whether you listen now or watch this on YouTube. It uh, really does help. Be sure to tell a friend and share the episode. Uh, It's absolutely free, and you could probably do it from the device that you are holding in your hand right now. Sydney Morton, thank you for joining us today on the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.